Looks like some kind of insect. A bee. Bees, Scotty. Killer bees. Are you endowing these bees with human motives? Do you have any idea what those bees can do? The honeybee is vital to the environment. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Welcome to Killer Bees. Oh, this is not a Wu-Tang podcast. No, this is a podcast where you profile B-movie and genre film icons. My name is Garrett Smith. And my name is Tori Potenza. We can be found everywhere on the internet at Killer Bees Podcast. That's Killer BS Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at gmail.com. We're part of the Movie John Podcast Network, found on moviejohn.com. That's J-A-W-N, the Philadelphia John. Our artwork is by Alex Schneider. Our music is by Christine Rayburn and her partner, Pat. And today we're wrapping up, uh, you know, we, we basically we're trying to enjoy our holiday here. It's holiday time as we're recording this. Yep. And we're going to try and get it out like right away, as, as soon as we can in the new year. Yes. And uh, we're just kind of doing our uh, bees in review. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what to call it. Yeah. I mean, it's been a little less than a year that we've been doing the podcast. I think March is when we first released. I couldn't remember if it was February or March. I think it was March. Um, but, you know, we like have come to 2022 and not that time means anything because um, <laughs> everything is fucking meaningless yeah. um but we thought it'd be fun to reflect on what we've done so far our first year as bees our first year as bees and doing a podcast together and we yeah. haven't killed each other <laughs> seems like it's been working out really well um yeah can you imagine living in a house together and having a podcast Jeez, crazy <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I think for the most part, have had a lot of fun with the show and we're excited to continue on with Killer Bees, but, um, it actually was kind of fun to do the work and reflect on some of what we've done so far yeah. and just like shout out some of the people and movies that we like really enjoyed, uh, covering and then, uh, looking to the future of Killer Bees. Yes. I have a crazy long list of movies, basically. I do too. Okay. I'm glad it's not just me. Cause yeah. I was like, there's like so many movies that uh, we've, I've watched because of the podcast. I know. And I, I don't, does it make sense to just kind of go by actor? I didn't know how else to organize them on I my mean, end. I feel like we can do whatever we feel like. Okay. I feel like mine are not in any particular order. Okay. Um, but uh, do, do we want to start off with just talking about some stuff we've watched in general? Like we oh, normally yeah, do right. yeah, before yeah, we yeah. jump into some of our like review yeah because i've been watching an absolute buttload of movies uh lately i know you probably have a lot more things to talk about than i do um yeah i mean i can kind of pick and choose i guess i don't even know what i want to talk about like i've been watching a lot of italian movies lately i bought this um arrow box set called years of lead which refers to like a period in the 70s in italy when there was a lot of like social and political unrest and turmoil and I've been watching these like crime movies from that era uh, that are like really good. Uh, the one that I really liked was called um, what was it called? It had a really weird name. It was like "No, the case is happily resolved." That's what it was called. No, the case is happily resolved. Yeah, that was the title. It was really good. It was like really well shot and edited, and was this like just this crazy story about a a guy that rapes and kills a woman. 
and a different guy witnesses this but doesn't report it right away and then the guy that committed the crime reports that the guy that witnessed it is the murderer that he witnessed it and is the murderer so like yeah. this guy that should have reported a crime becomes the key like becomes the subject of the cra- it's crazy it was really really wild i really liked it um i've really been enjoying those i'm watching a lot of spaghetti westerns mm. but enjoying these sabata movies uh which levon cleef stars in a couple of and well, also like that, uh, the case is happily resolved. Yeah. Movie, I it was one of your like early morning watches, yes. and I came down and like kind of half paid attention to like the last half of the movie, yeah. and like it was pretty funny and interesting. But as you were watching there, I was like, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Frenzy, which is a oh, Hitchcock yeah. movie I love and haven't watched in a while. So then we like kind of had a weird double feature, and we watched Frenzy right afterwards, yes. uh, which, which is very similar in like uh, yeah. story and plot, and was like. Uh, I watched it when I was in high school, but it was like just as, if not like, I, probably it was funnier to me this time around. It was really funny. And like, uh, I mean, I've not seen like a ton, a ton of Hitchcock, but like, it was definitely like the, in my opinion, like the most like salacious Hitchcock movie that I've yeah, ever seen. It's later like, Hitchcock. It's yeah. Hitchcock in the 70s, which like, it, it is also interesting to think about like the time period where he was like doing films yeah. and like how film the film industry was mm-hmm. changing as he was getting like older and not really making as many movies. And I wonder if his films would have been more exploitative and uh, you know salacious in these kind of ways. Like I think we were both surprised to see like actual nudity in this movie. Yeah, nudity and like um, uh, the I language think, even. Like, yeah, sometimes. the language and. I hate phrase, but there are rape scenes in this movie there, too, right? Yeah, like there, there are. There's like one rape scene that you like definitely see. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the yeah. whole way, which through. all just felt very graphic to me yeah. in the context of Hitchcock. Yes, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And yeah, I, I kind of didn't remember that. And having watched like, uh, you know, we watched Rope fairly recently, yeah, and which is it great. is yeah, um, very very different. But this one is just so interesting because the main character is on the run because people think he is a murderer. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he's even like a good guy no, that you're like, rooting for. He's a shithead. Yeah, I mean, you you get why people think he might be a murderer. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And all the people that are like like saying things against him, it's like, yeah, they're not wrong. He just didn't murder people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I liked that movie quite a bit. I mean, to me, the other interesting thing was like, it is so kind of refined and restrained for a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. It's not so concerned with like big river camera movements. Yeah. Um, it's really just like shot, 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 like all just the necessary shots mm-hmm. for every scene. But then that means when he does do a big camera movement, it has like a huge impact. There's that one really great, yeah. like a guy enters, a, like basically a guy that you know to be a murderer enters a room with a woman and then the camera just slowly pulls out of that room goes down the hallway goes down the stairs slowly pulls out of the building and you know that that woman is being murdered basically yeah Uh, which i was like this is really cool that like he's not doing all of this big showy stuff yeah so that when he gets to the big showy thing it's like he's telling a shitload of story with that like one big you know kind of crazy shot yeah that was really interesting and i was i was happy you like picked up on that early on and yeah. then i was like oh yeah you're right there is like there isn't as much of this that i'm noticing well, but like, it's we still just good watched... filmmaking oh yeah it, it, that's the thing that actually is my point is that it's like it's really good it, it's so refined for him yeah it's like very subtle yeah and we had just watched rope which is like yeah actually impressive in how subtle it is 
considering mm-hmm. it's like a big exercise in one take filmmaking. Yeah, and how he pulls that off yeah. by like zooming into someone's yep. code yep. and like zooming out. And it's yeah, it's, he finds interesting ways to pull it off. It's impressive how subtle that is for being such a showy thing, but mm-hmm. it is a big showy thing. And that's like a lot yeah. of what his early career is uh, concerned with. For but sure. Yeah, I like that. And I've been watching like spaghetti westerns, like I said, and um, been watching more Japanese movies. I watched um, the whole. It's called Hanzo the Razor uh, yeah. trilogy this week, which was very weird. Like the definitely the sleaziest, dirtiest samurai movies I've yeah. ever seen. They're like basically sex comedies about like lawlessness and samurai times. It was really weird. Interesting. Um, uh, we also watched uh, the new Matrix twice. Oh yeah, we did. Which we went we've to never talked about. See it on the big screen and then watch it again at home because we didn't have a great theater experience with it. Yeah. So we wanted to see it again, but that ended up being like. I think I would have wanted to watch it again anyway, yeah. and that second viewing was a really remarkable experience. I love this movie. Yeah, me too. Like, I, it, it, it's a five-star movie for me now. I think in uh, now in full view of the whole year, it probably was my number one movie yeah. of the year, probably. Yeah, it's uh, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I think it landed like maybe number like two or three for me. Sure. I can't remember. I think Pig ended up as my number one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then it was Green Knight, and then this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, it was just so good. I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I, it is one of the most ambitious movies I've seen, especially from a studio. I feel like in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so successfully is a sequel. In a franchise, while yeah. also being a treatise on franchise movie making, on blockbusters, yeah. on what's happening in Hollywood right now, while recontextualizing a prior work in a world that demands you do that. Yeah. Like, it, there is so much going on in that movie. And I'm not mentioning any of the other thematic stuff that's going on in the movie about binaries and uh, love. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the, that whole trilogy is like a love conquers all kind of thing. and Which, like, I kind of needed that. She like, really brings that time. home in this movie, yeah. you know? Uh, also, yeah. it needs to be said, and I am apologize if I pronounce his name wrong, uh, what's it? Yah, yah, Yahya mm-hmm. Abdul Mateen. Yeah. Uh, he is like a fucking movie star. Yeah, we love him. He is so good. Yeah, he plays Morpheus in the yeah, new movie. Yeah, he's Morpheus in the new movie. Does it so well. I thought he was phenomenal in Candyman. He's a lot of, like, he's really good in Aquaman. We liked him like, in Aquaman the villain. a lot, yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, I just, I'm like, damn, you're, you should be the next big thing. I mean, like, he you is. Have big he's been movie in every energy. fucking movie this year. Yeah, isn't he going to be in a, a Michael Bay movie? Like, Ambulance or something? Sure, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he is, he is he's having oh, yeah, a yeah that's it ambulance yeah um, yeah I don't know what what else did we see that you want to talk about um well we watched the Handmaiden which is a Park Chan uh, Park Chan Wook movie oh, yeah. from 2016 another five star movie for me I fucking loved this movie my review is just that like I want all movies to be this movie because <laughs> I it, it's very satisfying and fun. While also dealing with a lot of like interesting like social dynamics and like gender dynamics yeah. and LGBTQIA relationships, and I just I'm very on board with all of it. I I thought it was great. I, I mean, uh, Park Chan Wook is prop- uh, maybe one of my favorite film. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really really enjoy Park Chan Wook. Yeah, movies. I do too. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's one I want to mention, but it's kind of also like a what were we calling it? I can't. I had a great title for it. Now I can't remember the. Uh, killer b like update where we like talk about 
people we've like covered on the podcast before? God, I don't remember. Uh, it was like three episodes ago I came up with this, and now I can't remember what it is. No idea. Uh, so someone please tell me, because um, I won't go back and listen probably. Um, but we watched the final Female Prisoner Scorpion movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Female Prisoner Scorpion 701 Grudge Song. Yeah, really good. Yeah, like uh, this is, I think that really up there for me this is was a really great movie it's a a different director it's the director that did the stray cat rock movies um the first three i believe uh with mako and Mm -hmm. she really liked him they had good rapport and so when he came on it seems like she was really like excited to be working with him again um because it also seems like the other director like put her through a lot of like grueling experiences Mm -hmm. um but I was actually surprised when we watched it how many iconic shots that I see when I just like look up female prisoner scorpion. Like so many of them were from this movie. Yeah, the it last looks in the series. So good. Yeah. Um, and she's phenomenal in it. It gives her like kind of a different arc, but it it's really great. I think she's phenomenal in it. She has like so few lines in this one in particular, which is wild. I really liked it because I felt like it just kind of brought the series back to kind of the basics of the first movie. Yeah. And it was a little more about the visual style and just like how things looked and felt. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I'm excited that uh, that we watched so many good things. Yeah. I don't, what was it? It was like a, a, a B-date, an up, uh, an up buzz, a bu- I don't know, a buzz cut. Yeah, it was something. I don't know. I can't remember. I was like, I came to you and I was like, I thought of this phrase. This hive mind, call royal it. jelly. Yeah, it's, it's hive mind, okay. royal jelly. Just just saying B things right now. Someday I'll think of it. Um, so do we want to like get into some of our wrap up? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just had like some general questions and we can kind of like just flow with it and move on whenever we feel like it. Um, so what are some of, uh, your favorite movies that you discovered through the podcast? I know like I have a bunch and you have a bunch, so. Yeah. I mean, I wrote down an absolute shitload of movies for some reason. One that keeps popping to the top of my mind was that Luke Besson movie Subway. I put that on my list too. That I Isabella really Johnny liked was Subway. In. Subway was fucking awesome. And I think yeah. about that movie a lot. It just was like a really great like style exercise yeah. and it feels like such a, a, I don't know, like a fuck you to like, I don't know, like bougie ideals and stuff. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that movie. Pretty sure someone just like screened it. Um, oh, really? Someone I follow recently. Like they do, um, I f- can't remember the name of the org group, but they like just have like a live stream and they'll do movie marathons and they pick different themes and Subway was one of them. And I was like, oh, I'm like glad. I mean, that director is obviously kind of icky or yeah, super yeah. icky. Yeah, yeah, is like very icky. Yeah. Um, but like I, we both really liked that movie a lot. That movie was and so it's, good. It's got like a vibe and a feel yeah. that I dig, and I think Johnny's really good in it too. So good. Um, her style is phenomenal. She's got that incredible haircut. Yeah, and she's just like uh, her being a bitch at that dinner party. It's so good is like one of my favorite things. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I really liked that movie. For some reason, that's like one of the ones I think about a lot. Uh, I mean, I can just start naming more movies that I really liked, unless you want to just kind of like go back and forth. Um, also in a Johnny one that I was really excited to watch was Diablo Week. Because um, oh, yeah. I know it's, it's like that '90s remake. Yeah, yeah, and it seems like a lot of people don't like it, yeah. and I think part of that is because like 
the original is so beloved so yeah, and yeah. such a cult favorite and it's a great movie. Very good movie, yeah. Um, but I think if you're going to take that movie, redo it for the 90s as an erotic thriller with Johnny and Sharon Stone, they did like it is some pretty shit incredible casting. that I loved. And Kathy Bates yeah. um, is the detective in it. Right. Um and I thought all of them were phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the ending of the movie. I was uh-huh. a big fan of that. Like, it it honestly like hit more for me probably in a lot of ways than the original actually oh, does. Okay. Um, just because it's like you know girl power, fuck you, like men sure. shit that yeah. I I love. Yeah. Um, and you know I love Sharon Stone. She's also one of my favorite yeah. discoveries. So. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that movie. Um. What else? Uh, Foxy Brown, Coffee. I feel like Sheba those Baby. two. Yeah, Sheba Baby. Even Bones is like another one of my. But like all the Pam Greer stuff we watched basically was really good. But in particular, her black exploitation work was just like. Yeah. I, f- I just felt like I was watching something where it's like I've heard about a lot of these movies for a lot of my life. Yes. Never really thought I was necessarily interested in them for any reason. Yeah. Seeing Jackie Brown, I was like, oh, Pam Greer, you know, like sort of revisiting that recently. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she's like really good. And then seeing these movies where it's like she was fucking incredible at this time when it was like, you know, I think she gets cast in a bunch of movies because of how she looks only to then just be this like incredible fucking force on camera. I mean, you put on... uh Jackie Brown like one night to fall asleep to and she's just so fucking electric on screen and especially in that movie um, she and uh, Robert what's his last name uh yeah I can picture him and now I can't think of his last name that you're putting me on the spot for it oh sorry I thought you would just like have it off the top of your head um but like they have so much chemistry in the movie and so i just couldn't fall asleep because i and especially the way she is forced her yeah um she just like takes control of the situation immediately in that movie and it plays it so good like she plays it like not a single person can fuck with her and it's the same kind of energy that she had in all of these black exploitation movies um and so, yeah, to, like, finally see some of those and understand that, like, Pam Greer has just always had that energy yeah, yeah. and always, like, takes up as much space as she wants, um, like, is not afraid to, like, kick ass and, like, be a woman in the room with a bunch of men because she will, like, end all of them. Um, she's just so good. Yeah. I, I just, I thought those movies were, like, fucking great. Yeah. Uh, Foxy Brown, in particular, is, like, a movie that really lives up to its reputation. I think that's definitely one of my favorites. I also just really love uh, the chemistry she has with Austin Stoker and Sheba Baby yeah, also. Yeah, me too. Um, what else did I have? Oh, um, I also just... Because we watched both of these uh, for one of our episodes, and it really helped solidify my love of Michael Mann, uh, was watching Heat and Manhunter. Yeah. Um, I fucking, yeah. I mean, so the, the neither of those were, like, discoveries for me for this, so I couldn't put them on my, my list. But, I mean, those yeah. are incredible movies. Um, which, yeah, we did them for Tom Noonan. Um, and, you know, I know I like Michael Mann. There are, you know... You put on uh, another one of his movies the other night that Thief? I Thief uh, yeah. that I also almost just watched the whole thing because yeah, it's Thief so good. Yeah, Thief is so good. Um, but yeah, I was I do just love man movies, and I think there's like 
I don't know, there's like this uh, this broken masculinity in his movies. All of them are broken men that like are chasing after like this rush that, you know, is going to get them like killed or imprisoned or so. And I just find that very interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just I'm so glad that I have like really discovered my true love for him and I, his films. I feel like rewatching Manhunter with you. I like really fell in love with that. Mo- I've sort of like you have helped me fall in love with, um, you know, the Hannibal universe kind of. And- yeah rewatching Manhunter with you, I was like, this movie is fucking incredible yeah. in a way that I didn't totally understand it to be the first like couple of times that I watched it. Yeah. I really, really like that movie a lot. Um, uh, definitely recommend uh, uh, Manhunter to people if they've not seen it. Um, I, so, I mean, one that I wanted to bring up because I feel like you and I end up talking about this movie a lot and it feels like a movie that, I don't know if other people are into this movie that much, really, but we loved Knight Riders. Oh, yeah. With okay. Ken Forey. No, it's funny. I thought you were going to say something else that oh, also okay. begins with Knight. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, no, Knight Riders, the, the, I don't even know how to describe this movie, the like Ren Faire jousting biker movie. Yep, with uh, Ken Forey and Tom, Tom Savini. Savini and tons of the like Romero just kind of players basically. It's yeah. like everybody that was in like Dawn of the Dead is in that movie. Like yes. uh, every a bunch of the people from a few of his yeah, it, it's like all of the people that end up in like a bunch of Romero movies. But are then in it that weirdly movie. stars Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed like Harris is the star of the movie. It's wild. It, but it is it's the weirdest hangout movie, but that is what it is. Yeah. It's like a hangout movie. And it just has these really likable characters mm-hmm. played by really, you know, the the Romero camp of performers, I think you and I have kind of like yes. fallen in love with over this year as well. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just really liked this movie. And frankly, I think it also is just like, it is the movie that made me understand that like Tom Savini, uh, at least at some point was legitimately a sex symbol. Okay. And like, I kind of really, I something about that movie, he is very charming throughout that movie. I mean, I'm all for sexy Savini. I'm very on board with it. Um, he recently posted a picture from like, his 60th birthday which was a while ago but he's naked and he's just holding a birthday cake like (laughs) in front of his junk but i looked at the picture and i was like damn like he does not look that different from when he was in night riders like still sexy savini i was very into it yeah i i loved night riders and it's like again a movie i for some reason think about all the time even though I don't even really remember what it's about. I just kind of remember the kind of like vibe of that movie yeah. and like how much I liked being in the world of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, my writers is fucking really cool. Um, I mean, the one I thought you were going to say, which hey, is also one of my favorite discoveries is Nighthawks. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I would, uh, mention in the same breath Nighthawks and Shakedown which is sort of my my yeah in in my head is this like incredible double feature that I am going to watch again someday I liked Shakedown a decent amount I think I have like maybe I don't know some troubles with I guess like the you have like some moral objections to that movie I think overall like usually that stuff doesn't bug me um but Nighthawks, like, because I've also like discovered my love of Stallone. Yeah, and that's um, like Stal- in recent years. Stallone at his hottest, too, in my opinion. And like cross dressing in yep. order to like you know be a good detective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and of course, there's that club scene that we're obsessed with with him I am and Rucker Howard. Obsessed with that yeah. scene. Uh, the music in that scene. I, yeah, just Google the nightclub scene yeah. from Nighthawks. And... Or just go on Garrett's Twitter because he's yeah, probably post posted about yeah. it like recently. It's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there are two movies I want to mention, both from uh, doing Bill Paxton. Uh, one was Twister because I had never seen Twister. Oh yeah, until Twister we were is doing a fucking great movie, right? Fucking love Twister. Yeah, Twister's so a great much. movie. Uh, was thoroughly enjoyable. Um, but then also Boxing, Boxing Helena. Helena. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Yeah, such a fucking weird movie. But I love like it is like one of those things that burrowed its way into my brain, and it has a very strange ending that almost put me off from the movie, but like doesn't. Like, yeah, I still love everything that movie is doing. This is gonna sound weird, but for some reason, the thing that sticks out in my memory from that movie is what is that actor's name? Is it Julian Sands? Yes, who I love. His like haircut and glasses and face, like. Yeah. The whole thing that he's got going on in that movie, that's what I remember about that movie. How weird and slimy and strange he Interesting. is. Interesting, yeah. I, I don't know why, but that's what really like sticks out to me about that movie. Yeah. I mean, he's just such like a sniveling shit. Yeah, yeah. And Sherilyn Fenn is just like ruthlessly <laughs> yeah. terrible yeah. to him. Yeah. And it's just really funny watching these toxic people that like are stuck together. Just opposite ends of a magnet or Ugh. whatever, right? It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. It's yeah, I'm I was such a big fan of that one. Yeah, Boxing Helena was and that's um, you know, David Lynch's daughter, right? That's who made that yeah, movie. Yeah, that's uh Jennifer Lynch. Yeah. Um it, yeah. Great, great movie. Um so I wanted to bring up, uh, just from our, our Cassie Lemons episode, I watched, I felt like so many, I mean, I loved Vampire's Kiss, which I know you were not as into, no. but in particular, Hard Target and Fear of a Black Hat were both great movies that left huge impacts oh, on me. That's so funny. I was like, I think we watched Hard Target for someone, but then I couldn't it remember. Was for Cassie. She, I mean, she oh. has an incredibly small role in that movie that, yeah. is, you know, is not that interesting, but. But holy that shit. movie is so great. I fucking loved Hard Target. Yeah, Hard Target was such a blast. Yeah. Really, really liked it. You know, um, it had that great scene that we talk about a lot where Lance Henriksen's coat is actually on fire yes. while he's giving a monologue. Wait, did we order that yet? Because I think a 4K of No, it I know, yeah. Out. I think Kino put out a 4K of it that I would like to get. We got to buy that movie. Um, yeah, and then, of course, there's Fear of a the... Black Hat. It was also incredible. Oh, yeah, true. Remember that was like the fake rap documentary? That was really fun, yeah. Which was so funny. Um, I just think about the music in that movie a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, Wilford Brimley, like. Oh, yeah. Riding a horse. Riding a while horse. While a building explodes behind him. Is an image that I just, like, it just pops up in my brain yeah. sometimes now. I, like, can't shake that. Yeah, Bayou Brimley. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know. His, his fucking insane accent in that movie. Uh, he's, yeah, he's. He's, like, trying to do a Creole accent, I think. At one point, he said, like. He's he was trying to say the gator ate it, so he said Gatorade it, and yeah. I and we were both like, did he just say Gatorade? Like, yeah, what is he even talking Gatorade about? It. It's like, yeah. did they have Gatorade? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good. Yeah, Hard Target's a fucking killer movie. I like that you have a soft spot for some of these like you know brawny dumb movies. Oh, I mean, I I've definitely found a love for like eighties nineties action movies, yeah. and I think part of it is that like. My parents didn't like them really, so I never got to watch them when I was a kid. And now I'm discovering them and being like, "These are all fun. Why wasn't? Yeah. Why didn't I get to watch these? They're incredible." Um, 
But yeah, I think that does it for like for movies for me. Unless you have some others you want to talk about. I mean, I'll hit you with a, just a couple more really quick. We did watch Enter the Dragon for John Saxon, which had you know we oh, both fuck yeah. loved and that was so fell good. in love with Bruce Lee over. Um, He's so you know, great. I, I feel like I don't know that there's anything to say about Enter the Dragon, but it is a, a great fucking movie that neither of us had seen. Oh, you're right. Um, uh, I liked that movie Dillinger, which I don't even know if you watched with me, but it was oh, a I did not. Harry Dean Stanton movie that I thought was really, really good. Yeah. Um, Lady Snowblood was new to me and was incredible. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I, I had not seen that before. I wanted to mention Deep Cover, which Bill Duke directed, was not in. I meant to. It was really, yeah. really good. Um, uh, one of my favorites was Miami Blues. That was a Jennifer Jason Lee movie that I really, really fucking enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the ones that I wanted to mention that you and I can actually talk about is Paganini Horror. Oh, true. The Dario yeah. Nicolotti movie. Paganini um, Horror was fun. We actually just bought it from Grindhouse Video. Bought it on Blu-ray because, yeah, um, yeah Luigi Cozy directed that movie. And I really, really, mm-hmm. he's become like a favorite of mine from those like Italian schlock guys. And uh, I, I think Paganini Horror is like one of the better, um, I guess it's technically a Giallo movie. Like one of the better Giallos I've seen that people don't really talk about. It's got just like a crazy look to it that really yeah. works for me. I like they do that uh like fake music video thing at the beginning yeah. and I'm like I love everything about this. Yeah. Uh we both really liked Swamp Thing. Remember how much we liked Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing was really good. Uh, Loved it. Do you remember how fucking good Summer School was? Oh, I did think about adding Summer School that to my list. That was one of the ones also. that I thought was like really fucking good. Yeah. That that was just like an enjoyable like film. Well, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I I like just watching like a comedy sometimes, yeah. you know?" Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think that that is a good uh, wrap up for our list. Um, but yeah, I mean, what uh, I also have this here, just like, what are some of like uh, the most interesting people you think we've covered so far, or like people that like you were surprised by uh, that we covered? I mean, I think maybe Mako Kaji is like for me the biggest discovery of all of this where mm. I don't think I had I had seen like a movie that she was in before but she didn't even like register for me in that movie she yeah. was in one of those battles without honoring humanity movies um and so then seeing lady snowblood female prisoner scorpion um stray cat rock like seeing these huge movies like back to back to yeah. back that are all so stylistic and she is such a fucking like I don't know, like iconic cinema presence in uh, she just like kind of blew my mind where I was like, I like basically had never heard of this person before. And she is this like just incredible screen presence and an actual legend, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think I was like thinking of her for like one of our favorite episodes. Cause that was like, that was a hard episode to put together for me because yeah. one, so many of her movies have not made their way to the U S um, and there's like all of these lost movies I found really yeah. cool posters for, but I like cannot find. Yeah, we, we just don't have access to them. Um, which uh, shout out, I forget their name off the top of my head, but the person that like wrote us and uh, sent us the uh, Ginza Butterfly, which oh, yeah. we still need to watch. Yeah, we do need to watch that. Um, because I'm really excited about that. Uh, but yeah, there's like so much for stuff that hasn't made it over here yet that we couldn't really see. Yeah. Uh, but then also like a lot of the films because they haven't made their way here weren't translated. So I was also trying to like low key translate Japanese and like 
pronounce names correctly. Like, there were so many like hard things about it, and there wasn't even a lot of information I could find about her. Right. Hence me searching for the Mako Kaji book, which my dad like found and bought for me for my birthday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that that was like difficult to put together, but it was like it felt really like worth it to put something together for her because she is so incredible. Like she's such a showstopper. Yeah. Uh I would like if she's a person I could like meet someday, I would lose my shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh Daria Nicolati was like one of the other people that I was yeah. like very surprised by to just like find all this like to basically find out that she has this like secret career that like nobody she doesn't like get a lot of credit for basically. Yeah, you know? yeah that was stuff I I had known like maybe a teeny bit about, but then I read an one article specifically about her contributions to Argento's work from um Women Make Horror. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh fuck. Like she is like it's like she was doing all of this work behind the scenes that we don't even really know about while also playing like all sorts of crazy roles, like in his uh, yeah. movies. Um, I, I mean, I wrote a few others down too, if you uh, want me to name them, but I mean, we did him recently, uh, but I, David Warner. Oh yeah. Really? Like, cause he was, I mean, he was on my list for a reason, but and I remember I texted you and I gave you a couple options of people we could do. Um, and some people, some of the people were people that like I've been holding back cause I'm so excited to do their episodes. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know, maybe we'll just do it. And you were like, let's do David Warner. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, sure. Like for some reason he always pops for me in movies. And so I, his name excited me when you, well now he does. Yeah. Like we watched, um, we watched a bunch of his movies and like all of them. I was like, God, he's just such He's just such a presence. Like yeah. he was really great in Tron. Yeah. Um, Tron was great. I liked that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Waxwork. He has that like great little role in. He's and, so um, funny in Waxwork. What was it called? Hostile Takeover or something like that? Oh yes, he was so weird in that yeah. movie, and it. Oh, I really liked that. It's a almost lot. like a Bartleby character in that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he you know is that great like kind of like photographer character from um the omen right yes yeah um god yeah there's so many of his roles that like we we like finally watched these all together and i was like oh fuck he's yeah. so oh, good and time after time which i know uh you also were a big i fan of. love yeah. time after yeah. time i thought he was a really good jack the ripper yeah like yep. that totally worked for me and yeah, i he just, didn't expect it to i don't know he pops for me in like everything that i see him in yeah, um, yeah. From the the second part too, um, I thought he is his one um, his one story because it's like a bunch of um, it's an anthology movie. Um, and Necronomicon Book of the oh, Dead yeah. was really good. Yeah. Uh, it was a very weird one yeah. that I liked a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I know you know we watched him in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Yeah. Uh, which was also funny. He's got that little role in Body Bags where he's like the alien hair transplant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was someone who just, like, totally surprised me. I didn't think I would actually be that interested in, like, watching his movies back-to-back or, like, even putting the information together. And then I was like, oh, no, like, this is part of the reason why we do the show, too, because, like, I'm actually kind of discovering how much I like these people, which was really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I I feel that way about a lot of our episodes because I 
I kind of let you drive the show a lot. And so there's a lot of people where I'm just like, all right, let's go. What it, What is that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Uh, like Cassie Lemons was another one of those people for me where I was like, I, I don't know anything about Cassie Lemons. Like, let's go, let's do it. And then was fascinating. Like, yeah, such an interesting person. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one of the things that I think we're, we're kind of like realizing with some of these folks is that like people like Cassie Lemons and um, who else do we do recently? Um, uh, Kelly Jo Minter, mm-hmm. like there are people that like played a lot of like background characters. Yeah. Like Kelly Jo Minter has like a starring credit in the Lost Boys and then she is just in the background of a scene of the yes, Lost Boys. Yes. And so it's I mean, and it's, you know, seems to specifically be women of color. And those yeah. things aren't necessarily surprising when we talk right. about film history and like how people get kind of like sidelined. Um, you know, it's talked a lot about in the yeah, horror noir documentary. Marginalized people are also marginalized in movies. Yeah, like yeah. shocker. Yeah. Uh, but then like actually trying to like dig deeper and be like, because almost everyone we do, I'm like, why weren't they in more movies? I they know. were great. I like um, even when we did the double feature um, of Dvorsky and Silverman, yep. um, our Cronin Boys episode. Yeah. Like, why weren't they in more movies? Uh, I mean, half the joy of the show is going like, oh, they're B-movie actors. Yuck, yuck, yuck. They were in all these B-movies. Yuck, yeah. yuck. And it's like, it's not really yuck, yuck for me. No. It's like as soon as you start watching the movies, you're like, these are all good actors. No, I would I would die for most of the people yeah, yeah. that we, <laughs> we've like, covered on this These are all very podcast. good actors, you know? Um, and then another person that like totally blew me away, I, we already talked a little bit about it, was like, like actually going into Pam Greer's career totally. and like learning more about her, I thought was just really fascinating. Yep. Um, she's, she's just like always been a badass bitch and yeah, yeah. it's kind of incredible. Yep. Um, yeah. I, and actually now that we're talking about this, it really is frankly, like pretty much women that I wrote down for like the people that were interesting and surprising to me. Yeah. Even Dee Wallace, I th- yeah. you know, she was one of our earlier episodes, and I think she's a really fascinating presence um, that also, like, you know, had kind of a sad history, um, you know, with her, like, husband dying and all of these things, but, like, just always is really good in whatever yeah. she's doing. Remember how good she was in The Frighteners, which was, like, a fine movie, but she's doing fucking Ugh. crazy good work in that she movie? She fucking pops yeah. in that movie. Uh yeah, I mean, it's just interesting now that I'm looking at my list and going, like, I think Perkins is the only person I wrote down as, like, who was surprising and interesting? And Perkins wasn't even surprised. I just love Anthony Perkins, so he was, like, one of my favorite episodes because I just yeah. I like watching his movies and talking about yeah. him and discovering parts of his career that are not psycho-related, you know? I think Perkins is definitely one of my favorite episodes that we've done uh, because... he's also an interesting figure because he is kind of like this queer figure in like Hollywood history, but like wasn't like totally open about it. And then ultimately like marries a woman seems like he tries to like go see therapists to help him like not be gay anymore. So he like has a really complex kind of history. And you know, it's one of those things where even though we're doing all this research, like, we can't like really tell their narrative or like no, yeah, say yeah. say like truthfully like oh yeah like this is what he was or what yeah. he wasn't whatever but it's just interesting to talk about and then he is just like i don't know he brings this like a little bit of a tragic element to like a lot of the characters that he is playing yeah and that also seems to be like kind of a through line like in his life with some of like the the dramatic elements that he like dealt with. Yeah, and it was I very just... interesting to find out that there's like so much actual uh, history. Yeah. 
personally that he was able to ground even characters like um, uh, Norman. Yeah. You know, I mean, the fact that Norman is like one of the most sympathetic characters in my brain, but is also like a murderer is fast. And like, I don't think anyone else could really pull that off. Right. Yeah. It's interesting to find out that it's all, you know, potentially grounded in some of his own personal tragedy too, which I did not know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that was definitely. I get. Do you want to talk about favorite episodes? Because that was one of my favorites. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think we can go into that. I, I mean, because I, Pam was one of my favorites, just because I, I thought Pam had the best movies. Like I was looking over our list of everybody and like looking at all the movies we watched for mm-hmm. everybody, and I think Pam is like movie for movie, just made the best movies. Yeah, I I loved watching Pam's movies. But then the other person I wrote down was Kelly Joe Minter. Because even though, like you said, she's like small roles in a lot of these and stuff, of everybody we watched, I think like I I liked so many of her movies. Mm, yeah. Um, like uh, well, hold on, I wrote like a bunch of them down because I was like, I can't believe I all of these are good. Miracle Mile, Summer School, Lost Boys, People Under the Stairs, like everything that she was in, I was like, she is. I like these movies so much. Yeah. You know? Well, and then she directs Eve's Bayou, which yeah. I thought was a really beautiful movie. She directed that? Or, oh, I no. that was Cassie, right? That's Cassie. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. I was, I don't know why I was looking at that one in particular. I was just like, where? I'm like trying to look up everyone's movies on our Instagram page now just to like make it a little bit easy. Yeah. Um, no, but you're right. She, she was in tons of stuff that was super fun. Yeah. And, and you know, she's in like one of our favorite Nightmare on Elm Streets as well. Like it was just like, yeah. Every movie that Kelly Jo Minter was in, I was like, these are good fucking movies. Yeah. Yeah, People Under the Stairs was really yeah. fun. Popcorn was, like, weird, but, like, you know, and we did that and early on. Up, well, and came up for, like, three different people that we yeah. did. Yeah, all all different women that we've yep. covered on the show, which is really funny, too. I mean, it's it's our first episodes, but, like, I fucking love John Saxon. Oh, yeah. Um, Remember Nightmare Beach? Nightmare Beach is so good. Spring Break movie, baby. Uh, and then just like fucking Black Christmas, Enter the Dragon, like yep. you mentioned. Uh, Tanabre, he's like a very Tenabre funny so presence. Um, the Evil Eye, he was really young in. I really liked him. Oh, yeah, like, the girl who knew too much. Yeah. And he was one of the people, too, that we did. And then like my mom was like, oh, yeah, like. And like she's like, I loved him, and yeah. then we got to like bond over this actor, which was cool. And I feel like with all the weird stuff I watch, even though some of it's stuff my parents have seen, I feel like we don't usually bond over it. So I was like, oh, I get to like really talk about these things with them now, that which is cool. cool. Yeah, uh, like Adrian Barbeau was another one that I, I felt pretty strongly about. Just really enjoyed doing like her movies yeah. and finding out about her as a person and stuff. Yeah. That movie, The Convent, which, like, was so much fun. Yep. Um, also, just, like, how chaotic David Patrick Kelly is yeah. in every single thing uh, ever. Uh, Absolute chaos energy, yeah. And then on the other end is Harry Dean Stanton, yeah. who just, like, seemed to be such, like, a, an interesting, gentle human that oh, I yeah. am so fascinated by. Uh, I meant to bring up when we were talking about the best movies we watched, uh, Lucky was so fucking Lucky good. Lucky was really good. Um, oh, yeah, but then, like, he's in Christine. He's in Repo Man. Yeah, which Repo are, like, Man, yeah. Two movies I really love. Um, he's the dad in Pretty in Pink, which is, yeah. like, one of my, like, there's so many movies that, like, he was just, like, a part of my life yeah, at yeah. different times, too, which was cool. Um, 
which I think we talked about that with Ken Forey, too, because yep. he was on Keenan and Kel. He was the, oh, yeah. the dad. Right. It was yeah. like, oh, wow, okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think. Oh, and then, uh, I mean, Rucker. Rucker's just so <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah. and crazy. And finding out specifically about his Guinness commercials. Yeah, that was a pr- that was a <laughs> highlight of the show for sure, was those fucking Guinness commercials. I still think about those Guinness commercials. Oh, yeah. It's because he looks like Guinness. I'm trying to remember the the one where he's like he like looks at a dinosaur and then turns to the camera and says like like if I didn't tell you you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> he's so funny. Oh my god, yeah, what a an absolute maniac too. Like, and we just were talking about that recently because um the Hitcher is getting a 4K release. Yeah, God, thank God. Okay, I am so looking forward to being able to own that wait. movie. That was a big discovery for me where I think I had watched that with you before, but I like kind of like slept through some of it or something and so when we watched it for the show it was like that movie is fucking lightning that movie yeah. is so good and there's been i think like kind of a crappy like youtube version that's yeah. been available for a while but i'm like so ready for this to get the release it deserves because yes. oh it's fucking beautiful yeah yeah i love it i can't wait to see like so a much nice weird, pristine copy of it queer chaotic energy in it's that movie. such a weird movie <laughs> I, yeah i can't wait to watch that again um what else did i have um oh well i did put this at on later on uh was my our favorite worst movies Uh that we watched uh and i had three of them that i wrote down please uh do you remember watching chain letter (laughs) (laughs) i do remember watching chain letter who did we watch that for oh uh uh uh, keith david keith david yeah boy chain letter yeah what a what a wild movie uh that was I mean, just the details, like, he specifically kills people with chains. Yeah. He has chains tattooed on him. Yeah. Like, there were, like, levels to how much they thought about how chains needed to be incorporated into this, like, terrible movie. And then that movie just fucking ends in a crazy, ridiculous way that kind of doesn't make any sense. Uh, The only thing I really remember about that movie is that scene where... Uh, somebody walks in to talk to him and he's like a detective. Yeah. So he's like in his office and on his computer screen in the background is just like huge text that is nonsense. It's not words. Yes. It's just like, it's like an at symbol, an S, an exclamation point, a two. It is just huge font nonsense yeah it's that thing that's like look like you're working and you just type random stuff on your keyboard but then they just actually show you what they did yep and And it's just okay in the background like plain as day it was very funny to me um another one of like and it's not even like that bad of a movie but it's like for sure a b movie uh the dentist oh god yeah the dentist which we still need to see the sequel of by the way uh which we watched for Ken Forey. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch the sequel, by the way. I know. Way. I do actually remember enjoying that movie, but I agree that it is just a dumb, bad movie. Yeah, like, it's not great, yeah. but I fucking loved I it. I do remember enjoying it, Yes. Yeah. Um, and then another one I also had was I'm Dangerous Tonight. Oh, yeah, which we bought, right? We bought because we could not find it available anywhere except and- for this, like... I think it's a Spanish it's release. Like a Spanish DVD, which I believe since Kino Lorber has released it on Blu-ray, I think. Which this keeps happening to us. Yeah. I don't know if like the gods are listening to our podcast and they're like, ah, yes, they mentioned this, so now we need to like make a release of it. But this just keeps happening. I know it's like stuff that we have to like spend time tracking down like a month after we do it. It's like getting a 4K. Yep. 
it's uh it's been weird but yeah. i mean i'm not mad about it no me neither please give me all the 4ks um and then another one that i had uh which isn't even like probably that bad of a movie but it is like ridiculous uh dreamscape okay i liked dreamscape a lot <laughs> I thought but Dreamscape it's like was a ton of fun. Straight up, like weird as shit. It's insane. Yeah, it's like a. It, I mean, it's like Inception before Inception, kind of. Yeah. David Patrick, remember how crazy he is in that movie? Oh my god! And I just, I in my head right now, I just keep visualizing when he's like doing like kung fu and dreams, like yeah. towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Just like what the fuck? Yeah, I would watch that movie again right now. Yep. Um, and then, of course, we watched, uh, you know, because we are contractually obligated to watch any Killer Bee related movie. <laughs> yeah, what was that movie called? Killer Buzz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which Garrett uh, did a bunch of work and edited. Uh, oh, yeah, you can hear some dialogue from Killer Buzz yes. in the opening of our show every week. Uh, which, you know, we promise to continue on that that journey. Yeah, we will keep trying to find more Killer Bee movies. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, that movie was real bad. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, and Battle Dogs, the other movie that was very similar to, oh, also shit. real bad. That was like, yeah, it was pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah, but we watched it. Yeah, they both had Craig Sheffer or whatever that guy's name is in them, right? Yeah. Who, That's why I was like thinking of them together. He's like a B-movie king. He's the lead of Nightbreed. Yeah. And has continued doing B-movies forever. Yeah, I mean, we should cover him on the show at some point, considering... Um, also for Keith David, we did uh, the Puppet Masters. Oh right, yeah, I didn't like that movie that much. Yeah, but there was like, there's a lot of funny stuff about that movie yeah. that I like enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, because it is a ripoff of like three of our favorite like it's horror true. sci-fi movies. So I, in general, just found that like very fun and funny. And that's the one that Sutherland is in, right? Yeah. Where it's like it's kind of a ripoff of a movie that he was already in, and so they got him in it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then oh, uh, the convent, uh, that Mike Mendez movie. Yeah, that was the one with Adrian Barbeau that I brought up a few minutes ago. That oh, movie yeah. was so fucking fun. Yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. But it pulls off a lot of uh '80s aesthetic really well for it being a 2000s movie. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I just find that incredibly impressive. I just remember that that movie was like, uh, kind of like actually nailing uh, camp in a way that I feel like a lot of stuff, especially like yeah. in the two thousands, like does not handle. You know, doesn't really do well. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I think I think those are probably some some good ones. Yeah, for like bad movies. Did you want to look to the future? I know that was like the other thing you wanted to uh, discuss on this. Yeah, episode. I mean, I guess I don't want to give. I mean, and who knows how much you know? I know I have it written down somewhere that you can access. I literally like, just looked at the big, big, big long list and like pulled names out that I was oh, like, cool. these people are people that I am interested in talking about. Yeah. Well, do you want to uh, kick us off with that then? Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna go with the king and queen that I feel like our whole show is kind of dedicated to, even though we've not covered them yet, because I feel like we are just saving them so that we yep. can watch as many of their movies as possible. Jeff Combs and Barbara Crampton. <sighs> I know. Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton. Which kind of kind of our faves in this house and we we yeah. kind of like basically are quietly watching their movies as we continue yeah. doing the show so that by the time we get to their episodes we will have you know watched a lot of their movies hopefully i feel like we should have like an actual like religious shrine dedicated to them somewhere in our households because sure. that's how much they mean to us yes uh which if we're lucky and 
you know, COVID stuff is like feeling better in a couple months. Oh yeah. Hopefully right. we can meet them uh, oh, yeah. around your birthday. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Because they'll be doing uh, one of the conventions happening in New Jersey, yeah. um, which will be really fun to go to. Um, one of the people, of course, like I think also is in that realm is Tom Atkins. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, who I love. Um, my uh, friends who do the podcast, uh, Pretty Wild Things, that I've been on a couple times, uh, had like we had this moment where we just like totally disagreed on a movie where they were like, "Oh yeah, like Halloween three is fucking terrible," and I'm uh-huh. like, "No, it's a great movie." And they were like, "What?" And then they were like, "But that lead actor is so terrible," and I was like, "Tom Atkins? No, he's one of my favorite actors." <laughs> yeah. They're like, "What?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so All good. of this is true. He's um, amazing. He's so good. Uh, I would love to cover him because I. I really like a bunch of his movies. Yes, I uh, completely agree with you. Uh, I would like to cover Chow Yun Fat at some point. Oh he, yeah, he on our list. He's been in a bunch of John Woo movies. Uh, I really, really have enjoyed him in what I've seen him in, but I've not seen that much of his work. Yes. And so I would like to like have an excuse to kind of dive in. Yeah, yeah, and I know like in general, like I I've written them down. Um, I asked people to give me some suggestions for like some Asian actors. Um, so I am excited to like dig more into those um, yeah. folks and like find some of those films. We'll have have one coming out pretty soon that I'm excited for. Um, that should be really cool. But yeah, there's a few people on this list that I think will be like really interesting to do. Um, and you know, I'm like I really liked our Cronin Boys episode. Me I would too. like to do more of those double, double features. features. Um, and so I do have at least one planned in the future um, that'll highlight a couple like um, POC actors who have very few movie credits. Um, but I think it's a good way for us to like talk about people that we do think are really memorable and great, yeah. but like really haven't been in that much stuff. Right. Uh, like I, I, we couldn't do it because I think he was only in one movie. But I would love to dedicate an episode to that kid from Swamp Thing. Yeah, I know. That was so so good. good. (laughs) He was so good. Um, Or like any of the, I mean, we might have to do just like uh, episodes about like the cast of a movie. Like uh, when we did Ken Forey and we talked about Dawn of the Dead, like most of those people have only been in like five movies. movies. I'm like, what the fuck? Like all of them were so good. They had like really fun chemistry in those, in that movie. And like, they haven't really done much. So I'm like excited to just find ways to talk more about these folks too, that like probably don't get a ton of recognition. Yeah. Um, Um, Somebody else I would be excited to talk about is Rudy Ray Moore. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudy Ray Moore is who played Dolomite uh, and was in quite a few other movies. I am very interested in him. I thought Dolomite was really good when I saw it. And, uh, you know, then uh, Eddie Murphy did that Dolomite is my name movie, which yes. we both really enjoyed. Uh, it gave me sort of an appreciation for, like, I don't know, like who that guy actually was. And so I'd be interested to to cover him. Um, I'm going to totally like butcher her name too, but I'm like excited to do more of like the, um, like Italian actresses, Mm -hmm. like giallo actresses that Mm -hmm. we haven't really done. Um, like, uh, Ed, Edwitch Fennec. Yeah. Is it Edwina? Edwina? Fennec? Edwin? I have to look it up, obviously, before yeah. we do an episode on her. Uh, but we've watched like three or four of her movies within the like last year or so. Um, and she, one, is just like so striking, um, but also just like brings a lot of like fun, interesting energy to the film she's in. Oh, um, yeah. I, one of them I know we ended up liking a lot. What um, was that one? 
like totally blanking on the name. Okay. Because we watched two Giallos around the same time. Corruption of Chris Miller, which I also really loved. Yeah. And then this other one that I'm totally blanking on. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think she would be really interesting to do. I would also love to do some of the Hammer Ladies. Um, Ingrid Pitt, uh, I think, is like a fucking fantastic actress. Edwidge Fennick. Edwidge Fennick. Okay. Um, and we watched Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key, which yes. we really liked. But also, All the Colors of the Dark. Is that the one you're thinking of? Because I think you liked that one quite a bit. Oh, I did like that one a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that, it's that one. She's like rocking a short haircut, and she's like... Just being like super manipulative. I to think everyone. that might have been your vice as the locker room. I, I think, think so. Um, and that was I just really remember that too. everybody was super hot and fashionable in that movie. Yes, and terrible to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a bunch of hot idiots being awful. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I feel like I feel like we have some like fun people that will probably uh get get doing at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was the the right way to say that, right? Yep. That was a way that made. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I only mind, wrote down obviously. a couple more names. Jennifer Tilly, Divine, Udo Kier. Ooh, hell yeah. Like, these are all people that I know we have, like, kind of talked about in the background, and, and I'm pretty pretty interested to get an episode in on. I, like, Udo will have to do fucking, yeah. like, a whole mini-series on, I think, because he's got, like, 300 credits or oh, something God. crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. And, yeah, I want to do some people, too, that I guess are, like, it's like slightly newer actors, but have like done a fair amount of like interesting things like Angela Bettis, who's the star of May oh, yeah. when like 12 hour shift. Um, Andrea Riseborough, um, sure. Mandy Possessor, two things we really loved. Yep. Um, Danielle Harris, who was like from the Halloween sequels. Okay. Um, yeah, there's like, you know, some of these, uh, Kate Siegel from Hush, and she's oh, like, yeah, uh, yeah. she's married to uh, Mike Flanagan. Right. Um, but I love her. I think she's a great actress, and they're like, they feel like the up and comers. Um, yeah. So it would be kind of cool to like talk about some of them also. Yeah, the new class. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I think, I think we're pretty much wrapped up then, right? Yeah, that was fun. I'm that was we, fun. I'm glad we did that because it was like kind of fun to go back through the list and, and look at. One, it was like incredible how many movies we watched in the last year. I know. I mean, I think we watched like about a hundred movies for this podcast in the last year. It's also like there's like people we didn't even mention in this episode, which is wild to me. Cause like I, I've loved every single person we've talked about. Oh, for like, sure. We, fucking Oliver Reed. I was gonna say we did not talk about Oliver Reed at all this episode, even though we like Captain Clegg was great. Like we yeah. watched a bunch of good movies for him, and yep. he was like a, a fascinating person to cover. It's fucking insane. Yeah, he was. But yeah, yeah I had the same thing. Whereas I was going through, I was like. Not every, as I'm trying to pick certain favorite things, like not everything pops here. You I know. know. Like, we didn't really talk that much about Jennifer Jason Lee. Right. Also, yeah. fucking incredible. Great. Single white female. Like, there were a lot of good movies we watched for yeah. that episode. Yeah. Uh, Linda Blair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a really great episode. And it was really interesting because there was a lot of things I learned about her. Yeah. But, like, you know. For some reason, I've seen this movie come up a bunch again recently. Everyone should watch The Exorcist 2, The Heretic, and or Heretic. I don't know how you say that word. I think um, it's heretic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, enjoy it. Uh, don't stop. Stop being such a close-minded dummies. Enjoy that movie. It's I feel like good. I saw someone else recently be like, "I loved Exorcist too." Yeah, and I was I like, f- "Yes, you're my people." Yeah. For some reason, that people have been talking about that movie again recently. Yeah. Uh, big fan. Yeah, big fan. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It was This was fun to do because it was just nice to like yeah. reflect on it all. And I'm excited to do, you know, another at least year of this podcast, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, and I think we're going to continue to do like what we started last year, which is breaking it up into seasons. 
I yeah. think seasons are probably going to be about 20 episodes each, yeah. ap- approximately, you know? Um, so, which means we're like, you know, like three quarters of the way through the season. We're like nearing the end of the, of the current season. Yeah, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're going to try to like keep it on a weekly basis. We'll kind of see what happens because we, we do a fair amount of like work and just watching movies and, you know, putting the notes together and all that stuff. So yeah, that's why we have to break it up into seasons yeah. actually is we do need to be able to backlog usually like a dozen episodes or so before yeah. we start releasing them. And balancing watching movies like this and movies we need to watch or want to watch for other things yeah. is like wild sometimes. Yes, yes it is. Um, uh, but uh, I mean, so much fun. It's been it's been just like an interesting way to watch movies. It has driven my movie watching in a, a way that I never would have anticipated or yeah. expected. Absolutely. Watching movies just based on one particular actor who's not even the star of the movie. Yeah. Is such an interesting way to get yourself into some weird corners of cinema. Yeah. And so, yeah, just be like, oh, I'm like, it's weird that I'm like so focused on like their performance yeah. when there's like all this other stuff going on. Yeah. But it ends up being so interesting. It's a great way to pick movies that you probably otherwise would just like ignore, kind of, because you don't really have a reason to be watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a fun experiment. Yeah. It's been good. Uh, excited for, uh, I don't know, Clink. I'm be a little toast, yeah. Clink. Excited for another year. Yeah, me too. Uh, true plug things. I'm on the internet at Philadelphia. Yeah. That's with an F. Uh, follow my Twitter and my Letterboxd in particular. Love my Letterboxd. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, moviejohn.com, J-A-W-N. And, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, I'm also uh, at moviejohn. I have my top 15 list up there uh, for the for 2021. I have, we'll have a woman who kill up pretty soon, at least by the time this is, uh, this is being released. Um, so yeah, there'll be some, some things there. And uh, yeah, you can find me at Tori Potenza on Instagram and I run our killer bees stuff. So yeah, uh, one th- one thing that I just remembered that I wanted to mention is if people could leave us like a whatever a rating and a, a yeah. comment um, on iTunes, but also Spotify does that now. You you can now actually like rate uh, oh, things on Spotify. That's interesting. You used to only be able to just like follow a podcast. Now you can rate it. And so anyway, leaving us ratings and comments and all that kind of stuff is uh, very helpful to us becoming more visible to other people. Yeah, if you like the podcast, yeah. even if you don't, you can yeah. like talk shit, but give us a five-star rating. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, also email us. I am checking the email now, I promise. Yes. Um, just nothing has come in. But We enjoy getting emails. Yes. Uh, cool. Well, then uh, we'll be out. What'd you say? We'll be out. Oh, we'll be out. Yeah. I, heard, I heard we'll be album. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I know how to talk anymore. I think okay. that's what's happening. Yeah. Well, so. then uh, just you know, get out of here uh, with a good old buzz, buzz, buzz.